Hey, it's the Wars Report. It's Tuesday night after the uh, ninth race of the 12-race schedule of the uh, Wars Series in Wisconsin. And uh, Todd Nutter is here again to give us a recap. And um, we also have on hold Kathy from Wind Cycling. So she's going to give us an update um, of what's going on. So welcome, Todd. Thank you, Ben. Hey, and and she's actually on hold right now. So let's uh, let's get her on. She's gonna talk about wind cycling, which is the uh, the junior program, and presumably talk about the upcoming race. So let's let's get her on, and then we can get into the ramble. Cool. All right. Kathy, you there? Is she there? I don't know. I am. All right, Kathy. <laughs> Uh, this is Ben and Todd's on the line as well. All right, Kathy. Uh, and, and Kathy. Kathy. Uh, can you can you close that link? Close the link. Yes, close okay. the link on your computer. All we it? need is the phone. Okay. Yep. Oh, there we go. Yes. Now there's no echo. Um, but uh, so anyhow, okay. So Todd's on. I'll let Todd kind of handle the discussion. But thanks for calling in. Sure. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll get started on that. Um, I just got off the phone with Kathy, so we were talking a little bit about uh, wind cycling. Uh, and I just wanted to um, make mention of this. We we have a lot of stuff upcoming, uh, including the Cascade uh, race, which is the first wind cycling, um, what would you call it, Kathy? Championship or It is the, like? we're calling it the in, inaugural um, high school, or interscholastic mountain bike race. And um, it is, obviously, there's no teams formed in Wisconsin right now, but obviously it is for all kids from middle school to high school age, and they can actually form teams or um, do it individually. So So that's what it is. uh, We've been trying to promote this quite a bit. Uh, We've talked about this as far as... um, how you know you, you've got your high school ba- baseball and football and all of those other sports and there, there's kind of a need or a, a void of cycling being part of that so um don with uh wars and cassie and a lot of other uh entities have been making a, a lot of strides to to get this implemented into schools and make it a, a high school sport or a middle school sport so um the uh the race at cascade is it's it's the inaugural race. We're also trying to fundraise. There's a, there's a lot that uh, that needs to happen in order to get this this ball rolling. So um, we uh, we're going to have that. Kathy, I, I apologize. What's the date of that race? Uh, the 28th of September. So about a month away. Yep, about a month away. So can you uh, can you give us any of the details on what's what's going to be different on that on that race? Or what? What we're kind of doing there? Uh, let me just pull up all my notes on that race, and, and I'll see and if Kathy, I can. And Kathy, while while you're doing that, can you just give us a background? You know, maybe a little bit about where you know how you got involved with Win and how that got started. I guess. Sure. Um, I actually worked for Trek. Um, about 15 years ago, and my husband works for Trek. He has been working for Trek. Uh, for the last 16 years. He runs their bike product division. So 
Um, I've stayed in touch with a lot of people at Trek, and they came to me and wanted, um, basically, just asked me if I would work with Don in getting this wind cycling going. And um, I, uh, I actually have a degree in physical education, and way back when I graduated, there were not, none of these life, lifetime sports available for kids, and that has always been my passion, um, to, you know, open up people's minds um, both kids and adults, and let them know it, they don't have to just, you know, do football, basketball, all those classic sports. And that's that's exactly what wind cycling is, is it's offering kids a lifetime sport rather than, you know, a, a super serious classic sport that, you know, that that is typically offered. So... Um, and I don't know how many of you know what NICA is, and th- that's kind of the national organization that started in California. Um, and they are, there's a, uh, they are trying to, or they are kind of adding states slowly but surely. And and we we may in fact team up with them. So um, if any of you know. Um, what Nike is and who who they are. That's that's what wind cycling is. But wind cycling is is just in Wisconsin. So yeah. So if we we've actually had quite a few different people on related to Nike and Austin actually. Um, so if he's listening or if he listens to this, I'll I'll bug Austin to to uh, to listen to the show so he knows what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the Cascade Challenge basically. Um, uh, we've just broken it down to. Uh, I mean, the day is going to going to be um, slotted as such. There's going to be a pre-ride. Is this what you want? A pre-ride at eight. Yeah. Um, fr- freshman boys, like 14 year olds, will go at nine. They'll ride 10 miles. Um, the loop is going to be approximately five miles long, so they'll be doing the two loops. Um, at 9:05, middle school boys. Will take off and they're going to do one one loop five miles. Varsity girls take off at ten o'clock. They do fifteen miles, so three loops. Um, junior varsity girls at ten o five, ten miles, um, and on until um, the varsity boys and the junior varsity boys, and that ranges age ranges from fifteen to um, eighteen. Those guys will do 20 miles and four laps. Um, what Don tried to do is keep the entry fees very, very low, so that we're not, you know, so that it's it's not so expensive that, um, you know, on, only the it's fifteen dollars. So, so um, yeah, definitely reasonable for any kid. Very, very reasonable. And um, I mean, if you consider the cost of a movie, it's the same thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, less, less, yes, exactly. So, I'm curious. You, you know, talking about the course lengths and stuff. Um, I don't know how much you, how much have you done as far as the trail work? Have you been involved with that? Personally, none. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I I'm just want... curious. What you know, because it's not like uh, it's a new course. It's a new course this year, right? So it is. and and I know Don's been doing a lot of work. What uh what can people expect? What's it like? Um, either one of you either well, one of you. In, I, I, in, I can actually, in my talks I can, Sorry, Kathy. 
I was, was going to say, I can, I, I can address a little bit to that. Um, like, like Ben said, Don's been doing a lot of work. He's, he's had a lot of the uh, Wars posse and everybody um, pitching in and, and getting involved. And um, this weekend, there's, there's going to be a lot more of that. And um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I, I want Kathy to be able to answer. If she, if she had an answer, I didn't mean to cut her off. But, um, no, but no, there no. is going to be quite a bit of uh, – well, did you have something you wanted to add, Kathy? I apologize. Nope. I actually okay. didn't. You're good. Well, well, then I'll just mention it. Um, if you haven't visited the Wars page lately, wars.org, um, go there. I, I just posted a, uh, a quick uh, kind of flyer about this weekend's um, trail, uh, Cascade Trail Festival Labor Day weekend um, event that, that we're having. So basically what's involved on that is, is from Friday through Monday, you can come out there and you can, you can donate your time as much, as, as much time as, as you've got to donate. Um, it, it's, it's, not just, uh, it's just not going out there and doing a bunch of work in the heat or anything like that. There's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun things going on. There's group rides. There's going to be, um, at the end of Saturday, there's going to be a cookout, uh, kind of a potluck, bring a, bring a dish to pass, and um, camping. There's on-site camping. Free beer. Uh, Free beer, yeah. Don, Don made made special mention to me to to mention that uh, that he's going to have some free beer there for people that are of age, of course, not uh, not right. all the not all the wind cycling kids. They don't get to do that. But you know, Wars is going to supply burgers, broths, chicken, corn on the cob, you know that sort of stuff. And um, we got the whole uh, all the information on Wars.org. Uh, it's the, it's labeled as Cascade Trail Festival Labor Day weekend, and uh, so all of the details are on there, and I believe it's on Facebook too, uh, on the Wars page. I think that we that we put something out there too. So um, check it out, and if you've got nothing to do over the long weekend, uh, they could really use the extra help. Cool. And Kathy, what uh, do you have anything else? You know, maybe people sponsors you've been working with for that, or anything else that you want to mention about Win? And can I before you answer, I want to just share or. Uh, you know, give you the invite. Anytime you want to come on and talk about Win or like some of the kids or anything that's going on, you're more than welcome. You can just contact Todd and we'll get you on the Wars Report. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't yeah, quite but... actually. I I had no idea. I I would be this invited to speak minute. tonight, so that's why I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like ah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, absolutely. Yeah, fine. but that's great. I, mean, I think a lot um, of, even a, Don would love to do that. Yeah, a lot of the shows we do, I mean, That's great. you know, there's, yeah, it's just to get information out there. It's easy with mountain bike, mount, the mountain bike community, because they're not going to get jumped down our throat if we don't have, like, perfect speakers and all that kind of stuff. Now, the roadie community, I don't know <laughs> so much, but, uh, right. yeah. But anyhow, so, yeah, is there anybody else, I mean, people that maybe you want to thank or, you know, sponsors or people you've worked with? Um, um, I can just say that I have worked with so many volunteers that have that we've gotten to volunteer that have offered to volunteer that have been wars racers. Um, that that's basically how Don did this. He threw it out to all wars racers that were trying to do the wind cycling thing, and from that um, I have gathered over 240 people throughout the state of Wisconsin that have stepped up and said, "I'll do whatever it takes." I've got, uh, you know, links to people in school. I have this. I can be a driver. I can be a coach. 
what do you want me to do? And all those people, I mean, those people along with um, Trek gave Win Cycling um, some monies um, to get started. And uh, um, I think there were, uh, or I know that Don's, has a uh, Mount Bora clothing company has also helped. So, um, you know, we're, I'm sure there will be many, many more, but for, for just starting. Um, and the goal is to start this program um, the fall of 2014. So. Great. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't ask, and I don't remember if you said, but how many kids do you think uh, you guys anticipate having? kind of all over the ages for this race? For this race, mm-hmm. um, we're hoping yeah. to get most of the, the or many, many of the WARS racers that are in that age category, so the 13 to 18. Um, I think last weekend at the at the race, Don said the juniors race was at an, it was an all-time record, and it was, mm, I think, 125. Um, and I know, so I, actually, we don't have a, uh, you know, I'm hoping, you know, 80. Okay. A lot, a lot is the answer. Yeah. I mean, right. compared to what it was five years ago, it's a ton, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know at the Camrock race, all total, all junior age kids, and if you looked at all the different races they did, there were 194 participants, just juniors, wow. in the Camrock. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of kids out there. You know, the the the, the hard thing is is that cross country starts and um, football starts, so we're dealing with that kind of push pull. Um, you know, so. Kids are going to have to start, you know, they'll have to make a choice this time and, and you know. Um, yeah, and, and maybe what's going to happen is, you know, once they see that and then you get involved with NICA, you know, for the future years, it becomes, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, here in Colorado, it's a big thing. Like, people are wait, counting down the days till the high school season starts. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a mm-hmm. huge participation. It's doubled in the last two years. Um, but, yep. you know, so it's. Yeah, yeah I can see that. It'll take time. Yeah. Um we're also wind cycling is also um uh allowing or or encouraging people around the state to start clubs for younger kids. Um like I was telling Todd tonight my husband and I started a club in in uh, running it out of Camrock uh and and pulling from three different towns and we since we weren't under anything, any umbrella, we we did our own thing and and uh, we did all of our own marketing and everything and and we got seventy kids. Um, although most of those kids were elementary age, which was interesting. But it just tells you that, you know, th- there is a place for for those kids to have kind of feeder clubs, and then at the middle school age they start competing if they want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and oh, cool. that will be part of wind cycling as well. Well, cool. It'll be interesting to see how it goes and see how the race mm-hmm. goes. We'll definitely have Todd back, uh, or, you know, doing a report to see how it goes. But so, yeah, thank you, Kathy, for uh, sure. checking thank in. You. And, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. 
Okay, thanks. Thank, thank you thank you again, Kathy. Sorry to throw you under the bus like that. Get you on here with no notice, but Oh, you did she did Kathy <laughs> did good. You did good. <laughs> she was great. All right. Thank you. All, All right. right. So perfect timing because now we have uh, Sean Hauser on, or he's on hold. Um, he's one of the guys. I, I don't know how many they have organizing the reforestation ramble, but yeah. he will get him on there. And Todd, are you comfortable talking to him and ask? Yeah. You know, oh, Sean, man, <laughs> you can keep him on hold. All right. <laughs> All right. So cool. But uh, we'll get Sean on here in a second, and uh, he's kind of the head dude for the Title Town Flyers, which is a big cycling team up in the Green Bay area. So he, yeah. you know, yeah, they they are a big, big, big team, I think. And, and very active too. They're very active, yeah. They do a lot of uh they do a lot of media stuff and a lot of trail work and, and stuff, but I think uh that's a it's a big team for, for uh Sean to have to uh oversee. So I think he's pulled out all of his hair, you know. <laughs> Alright, let's get him on here. Sean, you there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, sure you heard all the introduction uh, what's <laughs> I did, going I did. on. But, uh, yeah. Is that because I'm bald, Todd? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I had to throw, had to throw one joke in before I could. So uh, Todd's like, throw, he's throwing Kathy under the bus, getting her on right away, and now he's making fun of you. It's like nonstop <laughs> here. But, <laughs> That's uh, all right. Already. Yeah, so Sean, thanks for calling in. Um, I'll kind of sure. let Todd, it's kind of his, I'm only the co uh, I I share. Yeah, I know, and I I end up talking a lot though. But uh, yeah. So how'd it go? Um, you know, I think it was good. we. This was our second highest attendance we'd ever had uh, in the six years of the ramble. So, given the fact that it was about closing in on a hundred degrees, it kind of blew me away that we'd have that many people show up. Show up. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, beyond hot. <laughs> we we started the race with uh, 125 gallons of water between uh, three three rest stops. And by the end of the uh, race, we had gone gone through just about 200 gallons. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, and, and I, I do want to commend Sean real quick uh, on, well, your team, actually. I mean, the Title Town Flyers always make a really good presence uh, with volunteer work, and there was a lot of help. There was a lot of help out there. Um, even some of, the, uh, some of the injured people like <laughs> Denise, even though she she's still uh, you know a little injured from her crash at Subaru Cup, yep. she was there helping with registration, helping with a lot of stuff. So you guys always have a really good turnout for that, and a lot of uh, very uh, very uh, willing uh, volunteers. So got to give we you did, credit. We, for we got a phenomenal group. I think you know our team roster is probably I haven't looked. I think it's about sixty five seventy right now that are officially on the roster, and we probably saw. 80% of those people this weekend uh, yeah. either helping or helping or racing, you know, and we, we need people to race too because it's our home course. We've got to show that dirty off on our home course. Right. But, um, <laughs> but you know, we, we had, jeez, uh, I think we had uh, close to 25 people out on the course as marshals and medics and, um, you know, and another, excuse me, another 10 to 12 at water stops. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we get as many people out on that. It's a long course. You know, it's hard to police that course and hard to marshal that course. Sure. And speaking of that, I you know, this question I've always wondered, I guess I never got an answer, but, um, you know, how did that longer course become, where did that start for you guys? I know they started, Wars tried to do kind of a marathon series, yeah. Yeah. and then it kind of just stuck at the camp. 
We we were part of that. Remember they had that three-race series? I think it was three or four mm-hmm. races. And yeah. the biggest thing for us is we've got 1,600 acres out there to play with, so we have the room to to throw that extra format and be in a few weeks before the, the Shawamigan. Um, we just decided to keep it, and it's kind of stuck, and everybody expects it, I think. So that's where we are. I think we, that's, we have no, no, that's no plan a, to change it. I think the Shawamigan uh, race is, is another part of the the really good turnout because um, it always, you know, it's always a good warm up to having yep. that that long that long format of, of racing. Yeah. It's always tough to get the right mix. It's you know because you're still a wars race and you still want single track and it's you go back and forth. Do we have enough single track? Do we have too much double? Um, so that's kind of a battle we fight amongst our teammates every year. You know we set the course and then we get the flyers out there and ride it and if we need to add, take away, this and that. So it takes a little while to get that course set. Yeah, I didn't uh I didn't get a chance to check out the whole course, but I've I've uh ridden out there a lot and like Ben said it's mm-hmm. it's a blast to to ride out there. Um mm-hmm. the race is is always fun, you know, if if you're the type of person that excels. You you guys get a lot of roadies at that race too, you know, because there's, there's quite a bit of double track so I mean, if you're one of those people that that can go out and and race uh, really hard on a wide open um, length of of trail and then pass a lot mm-hmm. of people, you're in good you're in just as as good of a position as somebody who's really good at single track. So there's there's a pretty good balance of that out there. But and it also gives it's a good test of patience too. I'm sure you heard over the weekend that you know a couple guys had their patience tested. You gotta. You can't just pass whenever you want to. You gotta know that there's a a great, a big, huge passing lane coming up, and just uh, be patient, wait a few minutes, and then you can go. Right, and, and I think what you're referring to is um, the fact that there was a uh, uh, a mass start. The, the The format of this is that normally we have different races. We have the the uh, citizen race, and then the sport race, and then the comp elite race later, and they're all they're all off the course at different times. Um, the way that this race is set up is that the, the elite and comp guys go ahead of sport. There's about a 10 minute gap. So what ends up happening is that some of the, some of the comp, or I'm sorry, some of the elite leaders will end up catching mm-hmm. the trail end of some of the sport riders. So there is a bit more lap traffic than, than what, uh, those guys are used to. So, so they do end up sometimes getting into a little bit of a, uh, of a, 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 you know, they have to share the trail. And, and the yep. problem is that uh, they're they're coming up with somebody that's in a different class. You know, a, a sport mm-hmm. rider isn't used to having somebody come up on them so fast uh, right. as as the leaders of the elite race. So it can it can cause you know some some issues. And I know that there was at least one uh, crash because of that. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah, you just gotta yeah, be but patient, if it's only you know, one knowing... out of that many. If it's only one out of that many people, it sounds like it went yeah. off pretty well then. Right. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. you just gotta be patient and know that uh within you know, I mean there's no section of single track that's you know, there's no mile long section of single track. You know, quarter mile at the most you wait and you're gonna have a huge double track to just get out and go and get around people. Right, right. So um it, it's yeah, it's a it's a tough tough situation. I know some of the elite um, guys, you know, they wanna get it give a, a gap as it can um, yeah. you know it doesn't it doesn't always work unfortunately no, um, 
Go ahead. And, Sean, I, I just want to give people an idea of what it takes to put on a race like this. I know you've done it, you know, for several years. And you, mm-hmm. At that point, you start to get a few things dialed. But, you know, yeah. do you have a rough estimate of how many hours that you put into this race, just yourself? Oh, man. It's, uh, I, I don't think I do. It's constant. Uh, you know, with us, we're at a county park, so it's constant permits, um, you know, everything has to be approved by the county. So even though we come up with the course, I still have to go to the county with this course and tell them why we're using this and why we might use this section for good drainage. Here's where we'd reroute if we needed to. Um, yeah, I don't even think I could come. I'm just going to say, you know, it's 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 every day when I'm at work on the clock. <laughs> um, spending a couple hours every once in a while, you know, through emails and phone. And then mm-hmm. um, every night for the last three weeks, you're, Every few nights you're out at the camp testing out a different section, checking out this trail, so just hours upon hours. Yeah, so when people, you know, people listen or people are racing, you know, you never direct the race or part of that process, shoot on a thank message or something because, you know, the amount of time you put in, don't complain about the fees, don't complain about the course, don't complain about that yeah. one section, a single track that you weren't yep. patient enough to wait for to get out to the double track. Don't complain about it because it was a pretty yep. damn, I'm guessing a pretty damn good experience for everybody. Exactly. And a lot of people put a lot of time into it. That's my soul. Exactly. Night, but yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's uh, and you do get those frustrating times where people say, Oh, you know, this wasn't the way this should have been this way. And it's like, you know what? We, we, we put in a ton of hours and did the best we thought we could do out there. So, and Hey, we're happy with how it went. Uh, I, I do want to uh, mention another thing while, while uh, Sean's still on the line. Um, there, there was uh, there was quite a bit of of uh, stuff that uh, that your team uh, got involved with, is um, you know to pay tribute to uh, uh, our sure. rider that uh, last year. Unfortunately, we had we had a, a, a death at, at that race um, due to a, a cardiac arrest. So. Um, mm-hmm. So they they did uh, a very good job uh, of bringing you know uh, mem- you know giving him a memorial uh, for Rob Shooty. So um, Sean, if you could just give a little little info on that, I know that uh, that you know you know everything involved with with what you guys sure. did on that. Yeah, the big biggest thing is we um, we wanted to do it in a classy way, and we you know we just said the race was the reforestation ramble in honor of Rob Shooty. And the biggest thing we did is at the top of the hill where the uh, you know where Rob's uh, unfortunate incident happened, we had a custom-made cowbell, about a 12-inch cowbell, and the the ringer was actually a Crank Brothers pedal inside there, and we just said I just said at the start of the race I said I don't care if you're the top pro in the front row or somebody way in the back I can't see, you need to ring the bell and you get to the top of the hill and and give his family some love because his family was sitting at the top of that hill watching the race the whole day, cheering racers on. And from uh, from what I hear, that bell never stopped ringing the whole day. So that was a pretty cool tribute for him. Yeah, that that was very touching. Um, I mean, every everybody, even you know, I, I talked to uh, pro riders that were that were ringing it every time that they went through. Even yeah. you know, even, even the ones in the lead. So it was it was definitely a nice a nice uh, memorial for him. Yeah, and I, I talked to his mom today, actually not too long ago, and she said that it was just amazing to see the guy who's leading the race take probably the wrong line because he wanted to get to that bell to ring it at the top of the hill. So right. it, was, it was a really cool way, the way it all went down. 
So, what's that? Um, I, I was just gonna say, uh, is there anything else that you like partic- in particular that you wanted to mention, or uh, any shout-outs, thank yous, or anything like that? You know, the whole Flyers team was incredible. I'm, it's the kind of team where if I say, hey, go move that, go move this, hey, we need trash bags, check the toilet paper, I got like three guys jumping on it. Um, you know, spouses are jumping into the registration. Probably the biggest two shout-outs would be to Steve Davidson, who basically designed the course, and then he'd come to me and I'd say, no, uh, that's not going to race. So he kind of took my criticism and still came up with an amazing course. And then uh, got a guy named Joe Fisher who... Uh, we call him our incident command. He's a he's a sheriff's deputy here in town, and he 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 had our communications just uh, flawless. So those two guys really made my job pretty easy on race day. Yeah, cool. I, I want to thank all of them too, and thanks to yeah. Sean for for making my uh, my radio show here a little bit easier too. <laughs> Yeah, we'll no, just, uh, you know, hey, it's, it's great. I mean, we had you know, we put 690 racers on that course, so that was before that our most uh, we'd ever had were just 716. So we almost set a record for uh, riders on a day when the heat was pretty close to unbearable, as you re- as you can remember, Todd. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The the car ride home was pretty smelly. I, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. And get this, and only, only two uh, two riders that had a, a little bit dizzy spells out of 690. Only two people really had you know a heat related effect. Yeah, the uh, the camp is also very dirty when it's very hot because yep. <laughs> that dirt like turns yep. into mud on your legs <laughs> and your face. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sandy dirt, so it kicks up just enough to get plastered on all the sweat. And you, you after a few laps, it, you're literally mud. Right. And you're tasting it. <laughs> yep, crunching <Right>. it. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. All right. Thank you, Sean. Hey. Um, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, no problem. So we're just gonna we're gonna run through the uh, kind of the results and then uh, yeah. Sure. So yeah, yeah. So right. I gotta go back. I'm, I'm drilling out my fat bike wheels right now because I, I promised I, I I told somebody I'd race the Swami on my fat bike, so I gotta drill the wheels out because I got the old <laughs> school pugs. So Uh-oh. I'm I'm um, heading back to the garage. <laughs> all righty. Cool. Well, all right. Good luck. Take it easy, guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah, again. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. So. I'm going to kind of run through the the results and, and uh, kind of what happened in the race here fairly quickly. Okay. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely an interesting, interesting race to say the least. Uh, the heat was like Sean said, it, it was a pretty big factor in it. Um, there were, I don't even know what it was, probably about 95 degrees though, and quite humid. So it was just a, a really, really hot race. And, um, you know the way that that course is set up it's a it's a fairly flat course there's a lot of a lot of sunlight i mean it's not a lot of real dense uh tree coverage like you get at some of the races so i mean you're feeling that heat it's 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 a rough race so um i'm going to start on the the men's side of it um you know going into the uh into the first lap um we saw <laughs> We saw Cole House with just a huge, huge lead, which, you know, rightfully so. You kind of expect that out of Cole. He's local. He's, uh, he's you know, on, on, he's not only a mountain biker, but he's a roadie. So having a course that's that's really roadie friendly uh, and, and being local for him, I mean, you, you expect him to just have a, a really good result, but he ended up with a really big gap off the front probably about 
two or three minutes, even on the first lap. It was a really big gap. Um, the unfortunate part is he got tangled up in some of that lap traffic, ended up getting a, a flat and I think a couple of broken spokes in a crash that he had. So he ended up DNFing. So it was unfortunate. He had such a really big lead, but wasn't able to even finish the race. So is he uh, one of those that got caught in the traffic? That's yeah, that's kind of what oh, we were, we, what we were, uh, you know, alluding to earlier, but yeah, he, he got caught up in, in some lap, lap traffic with a, uh, sport rider ended up, uh, both of them went down, but of course, you know, it, it's going to affect him the bigger because he's, he was leading the uh, the elite men overall um, with a huge gap. Gotcha. So um, yeah, that's part of it though. Yeah, I mean that's all part of racing. Cole yeah. Cole's won that race the last couple of years. Like I said, he's local, so you always expect him to do really well. Um, this year he's been doing. I mean he's been really really fast, and uh, but unfortunately sometimes it's hard to slow down when you're when you're that fast. I don't. I wasn't. Uh, I I didn't see the uh, the crash or anything like that, so I don't know what what was all involved. But all I heard was that he uh, DNF because he broke a few spokes and flatted and all of that. So it's it's kind of you, you don't want to see uh, somebody lose a race that way. But no, uh, no. not that you would want to see anybody. Lose well, it happens. Race. I mean, it happens. Yeah. You know that people go off course and people you know stop for other people or whatever. It just that's. Especially that big a lead, I mean, in that situation, you know, you got to be considering what's going on too. Right, right. So it's everybody involved. Yep. So you know, the best, the best piece of, sorry, I'll let you go. No, no, this, go but ahead. the best piece of advice for everybody, including sport riders, the you know, the elite, is was done by, or said by uh, Mike McCormick. He is the uh, director of the Breck Epic. Number one rule of the race: don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. and that applies to everybody all the way down right. the line. Right. I mean, if somebody's calling out from behind you, you don't want right. to, you don't want to get in their way or or not move over. But at the same time, if you're the one calling it out, it doesn't, it doesn't give you right of way just because you're uh, faster. You know, you, you, yeah. it's like Don always says. You know, uh, talk to each other in the single track and uh, be courteous, and and you know that'll get you really far in racing. You know. It, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a time where somebody's come up behind me and politely said, "Hey, when you got a chance, can I get around?" And I, you know, I've always moved aside. But if you push past me, you know, <laughs> bad things are probably going to happen. So right, right. Yeah. But, uh, well, so it really saw su- that sucks for him, though. That's yeah, it, yeah. It was it was unfortunate. So um, but, but to go behind him. Um, well, Brian Motter was right. You know, he was actually there. There was a pretty good gap, but Brian ended up taking taking the win again, which is two in a row for Brian. Uh, you know, last last week he told me he finally figured out how to ride his uh, Superfly um, because you know he switched to 29 inch wheels from he used to always ride a top fuel. So uh, this is a perfect stage for that bike or for tw- any any kind of a big wheel 29 inch uh, bike. So being the the long wide open uh double track being the the real nice flowy single track that they've got out there um that's that's kind of the right bike and you know he had uh, i mean he was riding with Tristan same way that uh you see in a lot of races uh but in the end he ended up getting Tristan by about a 13 second gap so it was um it, it was it, it was uh pretty close but uh you know he did pull away and get a 
a fairly uh, decent gap at the at the end. It wasn't a sprint finish or anything like that. Um, Tyler Gauthier uh, took third, and so he's you know he's one of the uh, one of our youpers from the uh, upper upper Michigan. So came down. Uh, it's not that far really to uh, Green Bay. So he came down, did a really awesome job on his race. Um, finished off right in front of uh, Darren Brown. The two of them came in within about a second of each other and good sportsmen. You know, I saw them congratulating each other at the, at the finish line, uh, had a, a, a really awesome finish. Oh, and I forgot, I forgot to mention this too. First lap around, um, uh, when, when Cole had a really big lead, um, shortly after him was Joe Maloney and, uh, Joe had a really good gap on everybody else too. And surprising, you know, I was surprised to see him fall back, but you know, he's, he's still a pretty young rider. It's, it's kind of new for him to be in that kind of a position. And he even told me, he said, well, you know, I was trying to get as much of a gap as I could so that when they eventually uh, pass me, hopefully it's pretty close to the finish. But he ended up getting himself a pretty good finish in, in a fifth place spot. So really, uh, Really cool to see that too on him. He's been having a few, uh, a few top five finishes uh, this year. So, so congrats to uh, Joe Maloney. You got Justin Piontek in sixth place. Uh, of course, he's getting a lot of cheers there because that's his. He's on the title pound flyers, so he's he's getting a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of big excitement from the locals. Yeah, so, that's cool. It's the way so, it be. That's that's kind of the uh, the men's race in a very very quick nutshell. Um, I, I am going to do a quick shout out because uh, Kurt Schwiesel had a pretty uh, damn strong ride I see in his backyard. So fifteenth in the elite. So Kurt he has I think five or six kids now. So he's <laughs> probably not going to listen to this, but good job, Kurt. <laughs> he's chasing little ones around the house right now. Yeah. Um, so. The the women's race, and I wanted to kind of leave this one uh, to the end here because the uh, the women's race was was really uh, an underdog an underdog story to say the least. Um, you know, the first lap through, I, I mean, I'll I'll admit it. Every time I'm at a race, if I if I see Abby Strigel uh, is signed up at the beginning of the race, I expect to see her um, you know come through first. And I was surprised to see Lisa Crayer as the first one to come through on the first lap. So, you know, I got a little curious. I was wondering, you know, did Abby have a mechanical or something like that? Um, really, I think what it came down to is Lisa was feeling really good, and Abby was, you know, feeling the heat a lot more. Um, like I said, it was a really, really hot day. Um, Lisa likes that kind of stuff. She also, uh, you know, she, she's she got big, you know, she's got the big wheels, and she likes the the long uh, race format. So, you know, we talked a little bit about that earlier, but the, the race here, nor, a normal wars race is, you know, for anybody that's never done a wars race, a normal wars race has about a five a, average of about a five mile lap. And it's usually pretty full of single track. This, um, this course is a, I think it's just shy of 11 miles per lap and, uh, quite a bit of double track and, and just real fast stuff. So um, Lisa just really excelled on uh, Sunday and had an awesome race. She uh, she had a really good gap uh, on her first lap through, and then on the second lap through, um, it was 
it was less of a gap. So Ab Abby was really closing that gap. Um, she was, I mean, in the end, it was only about a 20-second lead. Um, but on the first lap through, I think she probably had about a minute to a minute and a half on, on uh, everybody else, Lisa did. So um, if she's listening, good job, Lisa. Um, so real exciting to see uh, to see her get uh, her first pro win of the season. Um, Abby, of course, had a had a pretty good race there too, um, finishing right behind her, uh, about 20 seconds behind. I could tell Abby was uh, feeling the heat. Um, I think maybe her probably her second lap through, uh, she came through and she she tossed her uh, Camelback. She was racing with that. She tossed that off. I think that was kind of weighing down and adding a lot of, you know, adding a lot of heat to her. Um, Cooper Dendel, a teammate of Tyler Gossier, who got fourth in the men's race, Cooper had uh, come down also from Upper Michigan. And she did the exact same thing as Abby. She was right behind her, a uh, little, little bit behind her at that time. And she came through, tossed me her, her camelback too. So, um, you know, I talked to her later after the race and she said, once she dropped that off, it was like five degrees cooler. So camelbacks are, are nice, but when it's real, real hot, I mean, they're, they're just a burden sometimes. So, but it, it's a necessary evil on a long race course like that because you don't, you don't have somebody to constantly give you a hand up. So when you're doing 11 miles at a time in a hundred degree heat, it, you know, there's not a lot of options that you have. You can either get dehydrated and take your bottle with you or take the camel back. So she ended up dropping that off and I think uh, it helped her on her final lap at least. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, is I don't know, I don't know the exact course, but I don't know how much flat before the single track, how much weaving in and out. But with that course, it's, it's like, depending on how much there is, it's really hard to drink. So if it's yeah. really hot and you're weaving in and out of the single track, it's really hard to like get it done. Oh, yeah. So that's where the Camelback comes in. But if it's yeah. too hot, then it's like screw it. Yeah, there's a there's only a, I mean there's a few sections where where you're on uh, something you know that that looks like a, a fire road or something like that, and you can you can get a little bit of water in you there. But there is a lot of like you said, it's a lot of weaving kind of single track, a little little bit of that flowy stuff, or you know. Or you're climbing. Um, you know, a lot of the double track is is climbing. Not not that it's a you know a real hilly course, but but you do climb on the double track, and sometimes it's hard to uh, to drink when you're when you're doing that too. So especially if you're standing or something. So mm -hmm. um, Andrea Motter got uh, the fourth place spot, and she's had a really really good season this year. You know we haven't seen her uh, too much in previous seasons, but she's been really present in wars this year and she's always pretty much always uh finishing within the top four or five so uh i know she doesn't like uh having me bug her too much and to do interviews at the race at the end of the race so she she always claims that she's uh getting fourth on purpose so i don't interview her but uh <laughs> but she did really great at the, at the race on on sunday too and that's for anybody that doesn't know that she's the uh, wife of Brian Motter, so uh, the two of them train a lot together, so she's obviously going to be a real strong rider when she's riding a lot with uh, with Brian and, you know, getting a lot of uh, coaching tips from him and stuff too. So 
Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Leah Schneeberger, uh, who got fifth place. She's, I think, I, I might be wrong on this, but I think this is her first year as Cat One, because um, I want to say she was open last year. But previous to that, I used to race with her in sport, and um, I could tell she's, you know, she's a real strong rider, and she's just moved up the last couple of years and. Now, you know, finishing with top five finishes in the last couple of races as uh, as an elite rider, it's just really cool to see that because she's come from, you know, she's come from virtually nowhere in the last couple of years, and then and then she's up against some of these, you know, she she beat out Lori Sable. Lori is a really strong rider too. She's she's gotten a few uh, a, a few wins, a few. Um, you know, a lot of top three finishes, Laurie. So, um, so Leah is, uh, is really having a pretty good, strong season this year. So and then of course, Laurie sixth place, uh, good to see that too. She always makes a really good presence and, uh, yeah, it was a really, it was a really fun race. Really. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, spectator participation of, of what could be expected. Um, it's kind of hard to get a lot of spectators, when all of the sport riders and elite riders and comp riders are out on the course at the same time. So you just had kind of like people like me that weren't racing or you had citizens that just finished. So it was a cool, cool race. So it was a good day. Cool. So what's uh, next? So the next race that we're going to have is Lake Geneva. Um, Lake Geneva is the uh, Treadfest race. Treadfest is uh well, it's in Lake Geneva, and it's near the uh, Grand Geneva Resort. So um, it, it is kind of cool to just drive through there and see see all of the, the beauty of the Grand Geneva. Uh, and all the way tucked in the back is their little hidden gem, the ski, uh, ski hill that allows us once a year to come out there and get into the single track. So it's a super fun race to, uh, to do, super fun to watch quite a bit of climbing but um but you know there's there's so much single track there and it's i would say it's within probably the top three uh best spectator races um that wars puts on so if you're a spectator you you have several really good vantage points within uh a few steps of each other in, in your walking distance so the best of which is going to be the uh the rock garden drop uh, in the single track. So, uh, anybody that's spectating the, uh, the start climb, if you just walk right over the top of that hill, you see a ton of people just crowded into the woods, watching everybody go through the rock garden. So that's definitely where I'm going to be when I'm there watching everybody go through that. Have you been there, Ben? Have you been to Lake I, No, that's one place I have not raced yeah. or been. And that, that one is, is the best. I, I think, uh, I think we're going to have to try to get some good videographers out there. Marty Tank, if you're listening, I want to see you out there. <laughs> and, and all I want is, because I've failed in getting the wars reports up on the website, but now I have some other things going on and apps, uh, the Android app is live, iPhone app is coming, but now that I have the apps, all these archives, so if you're listening or... <laughs> you listen to this from the website or wherever these archives are going to be deleted off of blog talk radio and available on the website and the app 
And my point with the app is, in the video, is I will be adding special content to the app. So when you, you know, you pick up the app, it's on, uh, the Android app is on the Amazon App Store. So if you don't have that, it's really easy. Go to Amazon and click on apps. You can download it from there. Um, it's $1.99. No free apps at this point. Um, it might be coming in the next few months. I'm working on some other stuff. My point is there's going to be special content. So there's going to be video. There's going to be special audio. There's going to be pictures, PDFs. So think like course maps or like, uh, you know, guides, um, all kinds of stuff, but videos. Um, so when you're listening to the show on the app or on the app, you can click on the special content and watch a video. Pretty cool. So it's cool. Yes. I'm going to have to download that. Well, yeah. once it's on I, I iOS. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's, uh -huh. and it's like, should be like days away. Um, I'm just waiting. But, I don't have any Android devices. Yeah, and actually the only one I have is was a Kindle, and I, you know, I was assuming they'd be done at the same time, but apparently it takes a little bit longer for the iPhone. Um, but should be good. Hmm. Yeah. So with video, it's gonna be pretty slick, and you know, I'm working on uh, premium, uh, premium content area, I guess you could say. It's gonna have a special. Uh, subscription within there um and that's going to bring more app options and there's some talk with a uh another publication in the mountain biking world that we will have some integration with that so yes should be cool nice mm -hmm. nice. so anyhow back to video marty tank go ahead <laughs> I, I think that's all i was saying okay. about marty tank that he better be there and he better be shooting some good video and if he is we can definitely link you know if he gives us a short clip we can definitely link the website we'll link all any any other stuff he wants to the website so yeah that's incentive. you hear that marty <laughs> <laughs> we can we can work something out but uh all right cool is that it for now todd that's all I got for you. I think we, we I think we went over a lot of uh, a lot of helpful stuff. Yeah, I think we so listeners we we had originally planned on sticking to like half an hour, you know, busting through kind of the report, but Kathy and Sean joined us, which was which was really cool. So it yeah, went a little long, a little bit long, but that's cool. Yep. So well, all right, we will see you guys at the next uh, words report then. Yeah, we'll uh, check in the Tuesday after the race. Like usual, I guess. Yeah. All right, cool. Absolutely. All right, so, uh, all right, cool. Thank you, Todd, and uh, thank you, everyone else. Be sure to check out mountainbikeradio.com, and uh, that's it for now. So stay tuned, and have a good night. <laughs>